Welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? V- getting very excited. Yeah, apparently my neighbors are too. It's very bothersome. Are they going to San Diego Comic-Con as well? Uh, I have to assume so, yes. What else is there to be excited about? Yeah, It's actually like a real bonding experience for all my neighbors. <laughs> we just love to pile in the station wagon and head on down to San Diego. So, so uh, yeah. Um, this is the time of the year that uh, a lot of our listeners enjoy, and a few of our <laughs> listeners don't. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I got to say, I, I, I absolutely understand why people wouldn't. Like, I, I don't. It's just, you know, like uh, Comic Con is the pop culture event of the year. Here's what I'll say is, uh, you know, there are people that would be like, okay, so why am I listening to you guys anticipate uh, an event that I'm not going to go to and that I won't really understand? So I understand. I do understand where you're coming from. What I will say, you got to get yourself to either San Diego Comic-Con or WonderCon, or there are a number of conventions around the sure, country. Sure. And I feel like if you go to even one of, if you're, if you're like a, a, a nerd, uh-huh. uh, any kind of nerd, um, a, nerd. a pop culture nerd, I'd say, uh, did you, were you referencing American Splendor? <laughs> I was. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute. Um, so, uh, Go to go to one of these conventions, and I think you'll honestly, I think you'll kind of understand some of our excitement. Like there is just a general atmosphere that I can't really describe. It is, it is indeed. It's it was David's favorite time of year for a number, you know, for a long time, and uh, it has quickly become mine as well. It's it's, you know, I love Christmas, and uh, this is a nice uh, thing right in between Christmases. <laughs> there you go. You know. Yeah, so. but it's also, I mean, it's like any big event. There's going to be revelations and news, and it's going to yeah. inform a lot. So the stuff we're going to talk about will be of, in theory, will be of interest to people who are into movies. Yeah, in theory. In theory. We'll see how it goes. But we don't want to waste too much time. Uh, yeah. Let's start by paying a couple bills. Absolutely. Um, all right, so this episode is sponsored by Mubi curated online cinema that brings its members a hand-picked selection of the best independent international and classic films everyday movies curators introduce a new title and you have 30 days to watch it that means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy all for only 4.99 a month plus when you use their mobile apps you can download films to watch offline there are a number of movies available at movie right now including michael a film that tackles lgbt sexuality now that may not sound strange but it was directed in 1924 by carl theodore dreyer we were just on the uh, movie journal we were talking about dryer and yeah. uh how ahead of his time he was and it would appear uh in this as well uh also available the original sjw <laughs> oh boy even he would hate that um he'd be like ZTD. i don't really know what that stands for but i feel like i won't like it um ctd the og sjw <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm speechless. I'm I'm genuinely speechless. Well, at least good thing you've got. Thankfully, I've got. Yeah, exactly. I've got a script. Um, also available. So I'll say uh, uh, when they when they uh, emailed me about some of the films that are that are uh, going to be available by the time this airs, uh, they said that. Uh, yeah, we were really disappointed in Jurassic World. So what we're going to do, we're going to uh, we're going to provide uh, the original uh, Lost World, the the based sure. on the oh shoot, is it Jules Verne? No, I believe it's Arthur Conan Doyle. It is, it is Arthur Conan Doyle. That's right. Yes, yes. So that's available. As is speaking of creature features, 
uh, Bong Joon-ho's The Host, oh, a film that, that you and I saw, saw together, together and loved, a film that can take an entire family crying over the loss of a daughter and make it hilarious. Yep. How that is even possible, I don't know, but uh, it's it's a really great film. I highly recommend it. Anyway, uh, these movies and more are available at movie.com, and there is also a special offer for listeners of Battleship Pretension. That's you at home. Uh, you can try movie for free for one month. Just go to movie.com. That's M-U-B-I dot com slash battleship to redeem now. So uh, do we want to do the other one as well right now? No, not quite yet. Okay. Um, We don't have anything for the top of the show, do we? We don't. What happened today? Today? What happened recently Uh, in movies? Was there any news? I literally have nothing. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I mean, we, we, yeah, we didn't, we didn't talk about it. I mean, uh, by the time by the time this goes up, uh, it will be very much old news. But um, there was the uh, cancellation of Hannibal, um, which fingers crossed uh, that it won't stick. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it's so it's so fascinating that we live in a time when a show being canceled, if it has a certain type of fan base, there is always a good likelihood that someone else will get it. Yeah, but I mean, it's. It, it, it's not it, a guarantee, it's but it's not. And there's a thin line because, uh, Constantine, okay. which had more viewers than Hannibal, even though people that you and I know talk more about Hannibal than Constantine, right. Constantine had more viewers than Hannibal. No one picked that up. Yeah. But were, uh, were they like super vocal? Like, did they have, and, like, oh yeah, they was, were. Okay. But I think Hannibal, what I'm hoping is that in addition to passionate fans, it also has the more of a critical, uh, yeah, that's true. Not that Constantine was a reviled show. I really didn't like the pilot and didn't stick with it, but people who did, um, said that it got a lot better, Mm -hmm. but I think, um, Hannibal has the prestige in addition to the vocal fan base. So fingers crossed. Um, and yeah, there are rumors out there. Brian Fuller has been, uh, vocal that he thinks Amazon Prime might be a home for it. Yeah, uh, I mean it would be it would be pretty amazing if that if that happened and it would be very exciting. Um, yeah, are you an Amazon Prime? Uh, we do have it. Yes, yes, I don't, but I would I I would pay what is it a hundred bucks a year? I don't remember exactly. I think it's about that. I would pay that to watch Hannibal. A hundred dollars a year. Yeah. And other, I mean, there's a lot of stuff available there. So, you know, uh, but they're not one of our sponsors, so we can't talk about that. But yeah, more than anything, (laughs) can I don't, I don't, (laughs) you know, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. And we're good at reading ads. Well, that's debatable, but, um, the, uh, yeah, really the thing, and we don't, I already kind of mentioned it, but it does, it is fascinating that, you know, because of the internet and because of places like Yahoo and Netflix and Amazon prime, that a show being canceled, it's it is not a guarantee that it's the end of the show. And death is not the end. Death is not the end. There's always my concern though is that like I feel like Hannibal is probably a pretty high budget show, right? Like, yeah, but I mean, uh, I mean NBC splits that with Gaumont. You know, it's a it's an international co production. Oh, okay. Hannibal. So um, so if Amazon Prime were to pick it up, then I assume what is it, Gaumont? G A U M O N T. Okay. I feel like they would probably still be involved no matter what network takes it. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Let's, uh, let's pay some more bills. Absolutely. Let me tell you about emoji cards. Okay. Listen, it's a fact. 
emojis are taken over. Oh my. And now emojis have their own tabletop board game. Emoji cards is a simple team-based card game that combines the best elements of Pictionary, charades, and cards against humanity. Players use cards featuring a set of 250 custom-created emoji images to try and get their teammates to guess clues from the clue card. Clues feature a variety of topics, from TV and movies to food, sports, music, historical figures and events, geography, and more. Emoji Cards was created by Warren Chow and friends of the show, Sam Greenspan and Matt Warren. They just launched a Kickstarter for pre-orders and to help fund the initial print run of the game, and even roped in Battleship Pretension musicologist West Anthony to help with voiceover for the Kickstarter video. So if you want to see Sam and Matt on camera looking awkward and begging for money, just click on the ad at BattleshipPretension.com for more info. They've got an ambitious 20k goal that ends in July, so head on over, buy a copy of the game and show them your support yeah and i will say uh, real quick so i've watched their video and um i immediately contributed to the kickstarter uh not merely because i know these guys but also the game does look genuinely fun yeah and uh so i i would encourage people if you enjoy games um click on uh the ad watch the video because it's a really fun video as well um and uh and you know see if it interests you and i will encourage people to uh while the, when they're watching the video with kickstarter to plug their tweaked audio.com earbuds into the computer mm-hmm. and listen to them listen to the kickstarter video yeah well you got to hear wes's voice just right exactly and the best way to hear wes's voice is tweaked audio earbuds and you get those at tweaked they're professional quality earbuds they come in a variety of, st- of styles and colors at a low low price and if you go to tweaked slash pretension you get those for one third off and no shipping charges the web address again <laughs> is tweaked slash pretension all right, let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. Let's get excited about Comic-Con. All right, I'm way ahead of you. I already am. Uh, okay. Um, I, I need, I need, I'm pretty excited. And um, we should uh, remind people of the uh, meetup, actually. The meetup is Thursday, July 9th mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. Uh, I guess roughly 8 to 10 p.m., but we'll probably hang out yeah, later. Yeah. Um, at the bootlegger, which is in the gas lamp, still haven't looked up the address, but it's, uh, again, everyone has phones. It's called the bootlegger. Do you need yeah. to spell it out for you? No, you don't because that's, there's no wrong way to spell B O O T L E G G. I'm going to say O I E A R. What? Is that how you spell bootlegger? You had it up until the end. Oh man. I always B O O T L E G G E R. The website is bootlegger. You say two G's. Yeah. There's two G bootleg. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Otherwise it would be like French, like bootlegger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so it's a classy joint. Yeah. No bootlegger, uh, come, uh, eight o'clock on Thursday, July 9th at the bootlegger. It'll be us. It'll be the guys from the Warner archive. It'll be Ryan from criterion cast. You can have some drinks on us. That's right. Um, and, uh, have a good time. Meet us and get a free DVD from the Warner archive guys. Absolutely. You know, what more could you want? But that's Thursday. I don't want anything else. What will we be doing anything Wednesday night? What this is your first preview night. Yes. Which I'm not sure. Like uh, maybe I'll go, maybe I won't. Uh, but at the very least I'm happy to be there early before everybody else comes flooding in just because. Yeah. But I mean, increasingly though, it's, it's I'm, like another night of the convention. I'm sure it is. Um, but there is only the one panel. 
Yeah. Well, actually, there's two this year, which is weird, but we're not talking about the other one. Yeah, um, uh, yeah the other one is sh- shockingly specific. It's yeah. like for teachers. Uh, it's very strange. Yeah, and it's at the new location, the library. I don't know if you know about this. I did not know that. I, the, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I, uh, maybe I just wasn't aware of it. As everyone knows who has gone to Comic-Con, you realize the convention itself has outgrown the convention center. Yes. The convention center, they use all of it, and it's still not enough. Um, but luckily, they did actually just sign... Uh, the extension Comic-Con will be staying in San Diego through 2018 at least. Nice. Hopefully more. Um, I wouldn't want it to go anywhere else. But um, but they also have, so there's a convention center. There's also various hotels, the uh, Hilton Bayfront, the Marriott Marina, and the Grand Hyatt something yep. or other. Plus there's the Grand Horton, the Horton Grand Theater. Is that what it's called? That sounds right. Um, and there's probably some other ones that I'm missing, but now there's this new uh, space, the li- the library, because it is a new building that wasn't there last year. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and they're doing panels there, but uh, that's not what we're talking about. The main thing about preview night is it's a good place to go pick up your exclusives. If you're going to go uh, yeah. buy, uh, you're going to go exclusive shopping. Yeah. Um, like I often like to do, um, you go Wednesday night, but also panel wise, Warner brothers television. Now this is, um, uh, might be confusing. Uh, I'm used to it, but it's Warner Brothers Television. But that doesn't mean it's on the CW. Right, right. Generally, television shows at Comic Con are brought by the studio that produces them, not necessarily by the network they air on. Right, which can cause some confusion, um, especially since that's not true across the board. There are networks that bring their own stuff, like MTV and History, MTV with Team Wolf and History mm-hmm. of Vikings, and stuff like that. So it is really confusing, but. Um, Warner Brothers television shows uh, TV pilot, usually pilots, but sometimes it's just new, uh, never before seen episodes of older stuff uh, every preview night in Ballroom 20. So here they're pre- uh, premiering the Supergirl pilot, with that, which I actually am interested in. Okay. Um, are you interested in Supergirl at all? Uh, not really. Oh. I don't, I don't like, you know, girl superheroes. Oh, is that right? That, that's it. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> um. I'm, you get you get Green Arrow in there, and absolutely, I will say that. I mean, I'm mostly excited because I really like the actress. Uh, her name is Melissa. I don't know if it's Benoit or Benoist okay. or something. Um, I know her chiefly from Glee, but you might know her as the brief uh, romantic interest in Whiplash that he ends up breaking up with. Oh to, yeah, uh, right. focus on his uh, drumming. Yeah, she didn't get a whole lot of screen time in that, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, liking her. Yeah, and I, I, I'm actually a big fan of her, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. They're also showing Blind Spot, um, which which is the TV show about Hitler's secretary. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You wouldn't think um, it could go for seven seasons, but boy. Yeah. Um, oh, that's great. Uh, no, it's uh, it, Blind Spot. Honestly, it doesn't sound that good. It sounds like, I mean, at this point, it. At this point, this isn't a trend anymore. The post-lost show where we ha- where it's like huge hook yeah. gimmick, right? So this is, you know, when you think about it. I'm sorry to to derail us already. Like, what is the hook of Lost? It's, it's it was it was like a I don't know it it wasn't there immediately. It's like oh, we've crashed on an island and there's something going on. There's something. Well, there's a in monster. The first episode. There's a polar bear. Yeah. There's something moving the trees and there's the end of the first hour or is it the end of the first episode of Charlie saying, guys, 
where are we? That's the hook. That's the whole hook of Lost. Yeah. Um, the hook of Blind Spot is that a amnesiac woman wakes up naked in Times Square, covered oh, with tattoos. That I right. guess the tattoos. I, I don't know. Detectives use the tattoos to solve crimes or something. I guess. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> sounds, uh, I saw Eastern Promises. I get it. Right. Um, then there's one called Containment that I honestly don't know. I just know it's from Julie Pleck, who uh, is the creator, executive producer of The Vampire Diaries, which okay. is a show that a lot of people like. But I don't know. I don't know what it's about. Um, and then Lucifer, which sounds cool because it's called Lucifer. Yeah. But I don't know anything about it. Okay. <laughs> and that's and that's way too long of a paragraph to actually like peruse and yeah, I can't, summarize. Yeah, I mean, I can. Yeah, I can tell you. Yeah, nothing. DB Woodside is it? It. Oh. Um. I can tell you that. Uh, Len Wiseman is, uh, I guess, one of the producers. Jerry Bruckheimer is one of the producers. Oh, all right. Um, anyway, it'll, it'll premiere. Actually, I think I might like his TV stuff now that I think about it. Amazing Race. Yeah. Yeah. That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, numbers, maybe? I don't know if that's him or not. It seems like it could be. Um, it's people in cool lighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's um, a mid-season show, which means seeing it at Comic-Con would be well in advance. That's always fun to be able to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I clearly, based on our conversation about embargoed movies during the movie journal, I clearly find more joy in seeing stuff way before everybody else than you do. <laughs> like, I feel like I have, like, uh, I, mean, I, feel, I feel like the cock of the walk. <laughs> I, you know what? I, okay. I like it too, but I guess for different reasons, I like that. It's like, all right, I've seen this before I know what I'm supposed to think of that. It. That's practically that actually is a much better reason to yeah. be glad me. I just like, uh, feeling superior to people. <laughs> huh, I've seen this show. You haven't, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to, okay. I'm trying to like be honest with myself and think, is there, is, do I like that as well? I mean, I guess I, I think anybody would, I guess I like it. I wouldn't say it's the overriding joy of it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm like Cartman in the South Park movie. <laughs> Who wants to touch me? Oh, boy. Uh, and then they're showing an episode of Teen Titans Go, which is a very popular television program. Yeah, I actually saw some of it at uh, WonderCon, and yeah, it's a super awesome show. All right, let's move on to the convention proper, though. Yes, uh, the main event. Thursday, which is the official day one. Yeah. I guess preview night is day zero. Oh, my. <laughs> right? If we're counting the days? Yeah, I guess so. Um. Do you have anything that leaps out to you? Well, okay, so I've I've got a number of things from 10 a.m. to 7:30 p.m. and obviously I won't go to that 7:30 because we got the meetup. But um, but I've got a bunch of stuff uh, that that I wrote down, but then I I bolded the stuff that I sp- feel like I'd specifically like to do. Um, this year I really want to try and just camp out in the Indigo Ballroom because that's where you get a lot of uh, like. Cartoon Network, uh, Adult Swim stuff, and and some FX stuff. Like for example, they've got, uh, well, and at three p.m. they have a panel about superhero music, and I went to that panel last year, okay. and I and I really enjoyed it. Um, I forgot what that it's it's just interesting to hear different people talk about the role that their music plays, or the role that music plays in general in superhero films. Right. Um, and then right after that, um, there's Moonbeam City, which actually has not. Has that aired? I don't yet? think it has. So yeah, I mean, they were talking about that last year, and so um, I would like to. I think they wound up showing the pilot, and I that sounds good to me. 
And then right after that, they've got Drunk History, which is a show I enjoy quite a bit. Um, so, and all of that is and in... And Another Period, which I haven't watched yet, but is getting very good reviews. What is it called? It's called Another Period. Oh, it's I don't know. Natasha Leggero and Ricky Lindholm okay. star in a show that is a parody. I guess it's a parody of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, except it takes place in Providence, Rhode Island in 1902. So it's like, like a, it. it's like a period piece Kardashian reality show. I like it a lot. That sounds a lot, like a lot of fun. <laughs> and it sounds like, I mean, I like both of those yeah. uh, comedians, but that sounds, Latasha Leggero seems like she would just knock that out of the park. Yeah, I think so. It seems like something she could do in her sleep. Because <laughs> she doesn't strike me as a early 1900s type, <laughs> um, but she does seem like a Kardashian type, uh, or at least she could parody that. Yeah, she um, could be haughty. It, oh, yes. I love that word. Um and so, uh, so yeah, that, that's a lot of the stuff that I'm going to be focusing on. But then also, um, again, I always go to these things against my better judgment. So <laughs> at 2 PM, there's something called class of 1985. They, oh. they do this, you know what yeah. I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. We they went do to this, a WonderCon one a couple years ago. Yeah. And hated every moment of it. And so, um, <laughs> basically it's a, a panel talks about movies that came out 30 years ago. So, you know, when I went in 2013, they talked about movies that came out in 1983. Um, and this time they're talking about 85 and it's always, not always, it's potentially fun to hear people talk in retrospect about the movies that we remember now and, and then movies that maybe deserve to be revisited. That's what this panel can be at its best. Um, at its worst, you get, ugh. And you know this. I mean, just Uh people who feel so safe looking back on the past and being very superior. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Being yeah, like, no, being I, like, Oh man, can you believe this movie? Oh my God. And she's like, and I'll bet at the moment you loved it, yeah. you know, but now you've got, you're like the person who's like, Oh, look at those fashions. Like, yeah. If you take one minute to, to think you'll realize that, Oh, maybe in 20 years, people will look back on what you're wearing right now and think it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, I look great. You always look great. Hey, you're, you're impeccable. Although my wife did, she was going through her phone yesterday and found, pictures of us from years ago when i didn't have a beard mm-hmm. and i feel like i haven't had this beard that long but it's like it looks like a different person <laughs> yeah i guess i haven't seen without a beard for a while like it's just you know when you see somebody regularly yeah you're just like oh that's just that's their face yeah. um but yeah and so the panel could be great i have to assume they're going to talk a lot about back to the future um but uh Goonies? i don't know or is that Goonies, I think. Oh, I don't remember. It might be 85. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's a panel that I, that I, I always, I basically will always go to and then, storm and then out sometimes of. leave. <laughs> sometimes I'll stay around for the whole time and be like, Hey, this is fun. Um, like when I went to the one for 1983, that one was actually really good. They really, okay. uh, put effort into it. They were really respectful of it. And they really tried to talk about some movies that you wouldn't immediately jump to. Um, but then you also got them being real like assholes about return of the Jedi. Um, so yeah. Uh, so, but then there, there are a number of other, there are a number of other things. The seven thirty panel is called Tatooine law, um, oh, cool. which is like the legal ramifications of certain aspects of the star Wars universe. I would love to go, but it's at seven thirty, and our meetup is at eight. Yeah. So, Maybe um, I'll go for a while and then duck out. Now I'm torn here about what to talk about because there's two things going on here. One is that we battleship pretension are a movie podcast. Mm-hmm. The second is that increasingly T 
TV is bigger than movies at Comic-Con. Yeah, it really is. Um, so I don't know. There's a, cause you talked about superhero music, but there's also a panel, uh, earlier in the day called behind the music, crime, death and resurrection. That's yeah. all TV composers. Yeah. I wrote um, that down. That as well. sounds really cool. But on movie stuff, this one, I don't know that I'll actually be able to go cause I want to try and get into some other stuff, but this sounds fascinating at 10 15. It's called studio production chiefs speak. I wrote that down and I realized I should have bolded it. That one it really interests me. 20th century Fox senior vice, vice president, Daria Sercek, Warner brothers, senior vice president, drew Crivello and Lionsgate executive vice producer, sorry, vice president, Jim Miller will discuss the development process, how they choose intellectual property to adapt, how movies get greenlit, how filmmakers and actors are selected, what mistakes can lead to bad movies, how blah, 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 on and on and on. Uh, basically it's, you know, behind the, uh, behind the curtain with, uh, production chiefs. That sounds great. It sounds really I, fascinating. I, it also like, sounds potentially infuriating. Yeah, because I feel like, I feel like, you know, nobody, they're not going to go up there and talk about the brokenness of the studio system and, 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 you know, studio executives and the mindset. They're not going to go up there and make themselves look bad. Um, but maybe you'll get a little bit of honesty, you know, I mean, they talk about like, you know, some of the mistakes that could happen. And so maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll be refreshing. Maybe it'll just be like, this guy's just going up there and jerking themselves off. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, when you were talking about Indigo, uh, the Indigo Ballroom, which mm-hmm. is in the Hilton Bayfront. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you mention the uh, voiceover celebration? I did not. That uh, seems like it's I, right up your alley. I wrote it down. Um, you know what's what's weird is that even though I have a tremendous respect for voice actors and I enjoy watching them talk about their craft, uh, there is a you know, and no disrespect to the voiceover uh, voice actors we've had on the show, Maurice LaMarche and Townsend Coleman. Um, for the last few years, um, there has been this, I don't know, there's been sort of an oversaturation of focus on voice actors. And again, that's fine. They should be getting their due. That's great. But I find any, any discussion like at WonderCon or Comic-Con or any discussion tends to be pretty, uh, surfacey and rather than really delve into like what is required for this stuff and like how difficult it can be to go from one voice to another and stuff like that. It's more just, Hey, you did that voice. Awesome. Can you do a little bit right now? And it's like, and I don't get a lot of enjoyment out of that. Okay. Don't be wrong. When Townsend was on and he yeah. did the voice of the tick and then Michelangelo, that was awesome. But I, I don't think I asked him to do it. I might have, but, um, I don't know. It's maybe for me, that was maybe more of a nostalgic thing, but, but I don't know. I just, the idea of everyone taking turns on a panel and just saying, here, here's the voices you like. Um, last year at the adventure time panel, I mm-hmm. talked about this, the woman whose first name I'm forgetting is something Olson. It's not Elizabeth Olson. Cause that's a different actress. Yes. Uh, but the woman who does the voice of Marceline, the vampire queen on adventure time, is it Caitlin? Caitlin Olson. That name sounds familiar. No, that's the woman from it's always sunny. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, somehow I could see her doing Um, a voice. No, no, it's not. It's not. I don't know her from anything else, but, um, she sang the, um, song about her dad eating her French fries, which I don't know if you've gotten that part. I have, yes. Which if you don't know Adventure Time, that sounds silly, but it's a really emotional song. (laughs) And I literally teared up in the Indigo Ballroom while she like, She's like, that's Marceline singing the French fries song. Well, and that's, I, I, and maybe I'm just splitting hairs, but like, I feel like there's a difference when it's, this is one show and here's the actors. Okay. And this is a celebration of this show. It's another thing when 
it's a, it's a celebration of the show and the characters and the, the connection the audience has with them. Whereas when it's just the voiceover thing, it's just, Hey, all your favorite characters in one place. All right, let's all take turns. And, uh, right. and I don't necessarily blame the voice actors. I think I blame the moderator. Um, and so, yeah, it's something that interests me and I may wind up going early if for going to it, if for no other reason than because Indigo Ballroom is usually pretty packed and I might go just so I can be there. Um, yeah. Um, all right, let's let's talk about Hall H. Um, again, There's only I, one thing I wrote down for it, which I'm not, and I'm not going to go to it. So what do I care? Well, I want to talk. Uh, okay, this will be a little. Uh, I know not all our listeners go to Comic Con. This will be really inside baseball. That's generous of you. I'd say maybe I don't know two percent of our listeners <laughs> yeah. go to Comic Con or care about Comic Con. There we go. But this will be really inside baseball. Oddly enough, that's even fewer. Um, <laughs> uh, I really hate when studios just have just submit for their panel description, official panel description, like open road does open road time, whatever the time is TBD, like no yeah. description. Then you know what? Open road. I'm, I'm, I said your name a few times, but you know what? Screw you. We're not going to talk about you. If okay. You're not going to, uh, did you, I mean, is there anything you know about what's going to be at the open road? I have no idea. All right. Um, I would love, I, I mean, Hall H is a tough, it's a dedication. You got to, you got to get up pretty early in the morning, literally to get into hall age. Um, Last year during the Fox panel, I walked by was, oh, I, right, I thought yeah. there was something wrong cause there was no yeah. line. And yeah, the person's like, you know, the, you can just walk right in. I was like, okay, yeah. How often am I going to get this opportunity? Um, maybe the, I doubt that'll happen for the hunger games though. Probably not, but I would love to be in there for the hunger games. Um, again, they don't have the cast here. See, this is another thing that happens is that, studios announce on their own who's going to be on the panel but don't submit it for the official Mm. description i don't like that either because i feel like most attendees are going to the official description first yeah before like searching on the internet for different press releases or whatever yeah that's what i do i like having everything in one place yeah but we know um some of the cast who are going to be there we know the panel is going to be moderated by conan o'brien which is a lot of fun that sounds pretty great and so i would love to go be there but I, I don't know if i'll be able to yeah there's going to be a, b- a pretty big conan presence there uh, yeah. at, at comic-con in general okay um again and more tv and now in in ballroom 20 which is if hall i mean this isn't exactly true because there are there's a lot of tv in hall h but if hall h is the big movie room ballroom 20 is the big tv room, right generally um and now we're getting this thing. Now we talked about Warner brothers doing their pilot screenings on preview night. That's its own thing. But now instead of we're seeing the rise in ballroom 20 of, instead of having a panel for a show, we have what CBS is doing where they have the room from noon to three thirty, and it's CBS TV studios. Mm-hmm. And so they have uh, ex- extant it's second, uh, apparently, uh, rebooted second season they've like it's a new showrunner and they've changed a lot of the Hmm. show um so extant will be there zoo which i am interested in but it's not getting great reviews i uh when jen went to costa rica a couple weeks ago she was telling me because she had just read uh the ruins which is a great book Uh and she was like i just want a book for uh she's like i just want to it's like a supermarket book just from just for the flight and stuff and so i was at ralph's uh-huh. and i was uh buying her uh, i was putting together a little travel kit for her and i saw zoo and uh-huh. i was like hey not only if she likes it you know not only is it the essence of a supermarket book but like 
if she likes it, then she can go and watch this miniseries. So, and she thought it was really good. She thought it had a dumb ending, but she's intrigued by the miniseries. Although I think she missed the first, uh, first episode. Oh, did I think, it, already I think it aired a couple days ago. Uh, also under the dome and scorpion. I don't really, not really interested in those. Yeah. Um, I feel like you like blew through yours a lot faster than I expected. Oh, I'm sorry. You to. Um, Oh, uh, back to indigo though. The new TV land, which is a panel, I think moderated by Allison Brie, but it features the Katie dids. Do you know who the Katie dids are? No, they are an, uh, online comedy troupe made up of like, like half a dozen women, all of whom are named Kate or Katie or Catherine or something like that. Okay. And, uh, they did a web series called teachers, which is very funny. Who did, uh, the Katie dids. Okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, TV land is turning it into a series and they're going to be on this, uh, this panel. Um, so that sounds cool. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Looney Tunes legacy. That sounds pretty good. Actually. Uh, the might and magic of legacy effects. Let me ask you this. Uh, Animated effects in live action. That sounds cool. That actually, yeah, that does seem pretty cool. Actually. Um, let me ask you this. So it's been years since you went to your first comic con. 2006. This will be my 10th comic con. Very, which is crazy to me. Um, but I guess I try to go every year. And so the time will come when I have a 10th comic con. So, um, I feel like there is a pretty, there was a, a definite learning curve for me between my first and second comic con. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because I looked at panels that like, that sounded really good to me as a film student. And I thought there'd be some really good in depth discussion that would hit me like on an, on an academic and analytical level. Uh-huh. Um, so I went in the first year finding that to, uh, not be the case. Um, every once in a while, if the, usually when the panel is pretty small and low profile, every once in a while you get a really good discussion in there. But, um, yeah. but by and large at this point, like the, I, I don't really, I go to panels, but I don't go to Comic-Con for the panels. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm perfectly willing to walk out of one. If I miss one, even if it's one that sounds great to me, um, I, I'm not going to shed any tears over it because I know that like, Oh, that sounded really good, but you know what? It it was probably only going to be so good, you know, unless it's something that's comedy related, in which case it's usually pretty funny and entertaining, but even that's not going to be very in depth. So it's even some of the stuff that you described, it pushed one button, which is like the film nerd in me, but then the Comic-Con nerd had to be like, yes, but you know, they're not going to go that in depth. They're probably going to be just trying to hawk something. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look at what, who's putting on the panel. You get sort of used to it. Um, there's one called Hollywood location scouts. That could be awesome. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's specific enough that you're going to get something. And I went to, I think they were back to back last year on Saturday morning. It was like the production designers guild and the costumers guild had panels. Those are fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you can get wrapped into something that ends up being just a, an ad. Um, I feel like I had something to say, but it's not worth it. Um, all right. At five o'clock. Now this one, I don't know if this will hit uh, any buttons with you, but it will for me. Spotlight on Jonan Vasquez, who is the uh, guy who created Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Right. And also Invader Zim. There is, uh, on Saturday, there is an Invader Zim uh, panel, which I am planning on going to. Um, But uh, yeah, and I remember when I saw that, I was like, that name sounds familiar. 
and I seem to recall liking what that person did, but I didn't actually read any descriptions. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that's very interesting because yeah. they're bringing invaders in back, right? Apparently. Yeah. I, I mean, I've sort of, uh, skimmed. I haven't, I've been so busy in my life lately that I have not actually poured over the schedule as much as I do in past years. Maybe so. that's good. It can be freeing if you let it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, here's one at six thirty. excuse me, called. So the internet ruined my life. Yeah, I was curious. I, I wrote that down, but I didn't write down the description. Uh, but it was interesting to me. What leading, is what leading cools editor in chief, Hannah mean Shannon. <laughs> that is a, I like her name. Yeah. Hannah means Shannon, uh, hosts Rick, rich Johnson and special guests who have experienced the wrath of the internet firsthand to talk about the dangers of social media hype and recovering from notoriety. Learn how fans can be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. That does sound pretty good. I want good. to know who these people are who yeah. like, or apparently they're notorious. Uh, I mean, maybe you and I could volunteer to be on the panel and talk about some of the emails we've gotten. <laughs> so yeah, that one sounds pretty good. I think I may actually try to make that a priority. Okay. Um, Damien, a TV show based on the omen from the guy behind the walking dead. Barbara Hershey's in it. Wait, which guy? Glenn Mazzara. All right. Eh, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> I, I can't think of like, again, and this is, this is probably my own limited imagination what do you okay damien so it's about the antichrist or the possible antichrist like i'm sure that's very interesting i mean how are you going to get several seasons out of that so many shows if they were if if they were a mini series uh-huh. i'd be like there's a show but they're like no we're going to try and st- we're going to stretch it into several seasons but then at least that's they, the plan they do a mini series and it's successful they find a way to bring it back yeah like under the dome and apparently wayward pines might be coming back for a second season well and i guess when you say successful, you just mean as far as viewership, right? Not necessarily artistically successful because yeah. under the dome is very bad. Um, but Wayward Pines is, I mean, I, I, I talked about being on the fence about the pilot, which I watched, which I saw twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it's quite good. I have not really stuck with it, but, uh, I mean, it sounded interesting to me. I remember you told me that cricket thing. Yeah. But I mean, it's like a 10 episode series that the fifth episode revealed all the answers. Oh, wow. And then like it big, like, okay, now we, now we know where we, we are. Know who killed Laura Palmer. And now <laughs> right. I assume people are going to keep watching, right? <laughs> um, anyway, so that sounds interesting, but I, we, we can't spend too much more time on Thursday night. Cause we'll be at our, our party. Indeed. Um, or our meetup. It's not gonna be a party. We're going to be sitting, sitting it's there. It's going to be a party. Civil. Like, okay. It'll be like a, but like our, a British party. Our friends, um, Grandma Wood and Chris Mancini won't be at our party because they'll be uh, doing a panel, 18th Annual Superhero Kung Fu Extravaganza. Oh, wow. Um, I, don't also, think I, I don't think I noticed that. Also, do you know um, the... So the Horton Grand Theater, mm-hmm. which is a... It's a theater where they have panels, mm-hmm. but it's not like other panels. You have to go to the sales pavilion at the top right. of the convention center yeah. and get a ticket. Yeah. It's a free ticket, but you yeah. have to have a badge to get one. Yeah, that's why, why I've never... Ticketed event. That's why I've never done it because it sounds like a hassle exactly right um but they are screening spirited away at 9 p.m i don't know why that sounds kind of great <laughs> but, uh, if you if you're not going to go to our party or maybe you show up for uh, one drink at our party yeah and it's over. like all right i'm gonna go where the real party is yeah <laughs> yeah okay so that's um that's thursday i yeah. think what do you got uh what leaps out at you for friday so uh you know i will say this there are a handful 
again, I said that there are certain things that I won't cry if I miss. There's one or two things every year that you will cry that I will cry if I miss. Uh, but I'll get to that later. So, uh, at 11 AM, our friends over at Warner archive have a panel and I always enjoy their panels. Even if I'm not interested in what they're talking about, I enjoy them. I think they're very entertaining. So I'm going to try and go to that. Um, at 1 PM, there's something called book to comic to film which sounds very interesting. It's just about, you know, the way things are adapted from one, from one medium to another. So that sounds interesting. And then, uh, but there's a lot of stuff at the Indigo ballroom. So I may try and do that. There's Rick and Morty. There's Mike Tyson mysteries, Bob's burgers. Um, it's Friday. So I I feel like I may wind up having to miss anything before that so that I can stand in line and get in. Um, cause like the line to Indigo ballroom last year was pretty long on Friday. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got real lucky on Friday and go ballroom. Yeah. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, kind of a, kind of a bummer that this is what happens when I want to, when I specifically want to do something that I know other people are going to want to do. It's like, Oh, I can't do now. I can't do comic con the way I want, which is pretty, I usually I'm pretty freewheeling. Um, but now it's like, Oh, now I got to stand on one of these fucking lines that people are talking about. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so there's that. And then, Oh, and then also there's uh, archer, uh, yeah. around that time, there's one called the greatest movies never made. I'm always a fan of that. Um, listeners know that, uh, I never went to that panel. I, I think they have it from time yeah, to time. I, right? I never been, I'm not as into that as you are, although I am interested in this death of Superman lives thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's not like a huge preoccupation with me. Like I'm only my, I was only ever mildly interested in Stanley Kubrick's uh, Napoleon film, but, um, but it's something that, uh, that intrigues me from time to time. Um, but maybe I only like it if it's going to go as into as much depth as like that Superman documentary. Um, so yeah. Uh, so here's, here's, here's where we are. There's a panel at eight fifteen that I love going to. Then there's one at eight thirty that I've never been to because I like the eight fifteen one so much, but I feel like I need to go to the eight thirty, which is what eight fifteen is worst cartoons ever. Oh, have you ever been to that? I never have, but I've seen some of you the should, cartoons. You should prioritize it. Okay. It's a lot of fun, and they are indeed some of the worst cartoons ever. Yeah. It's astonishing that anybody ever signed off on these. <laughs> um, but then at 8.30 is the Christian Comics Arts Society Mixer. Now, at this point, I've come to know a lot of the people uh, involved in this, and it would probably be a really good way to kind of network for more than one lesson, but... It doesn't feature any terrible cartoons, so it always it's always fifteen minutes after the worst cartoons, and and it always loses. I feel so terrible saying that. Um, and by the way, uh, last year, listeners might recall that you had told me about a group called Geeky Guys for God who had, um, I don't remember this. Well, you might not have actually known the name, oh, okay. but they're the guys, oh, those guys, yeah, yeah, handing yeah. out, uh, cold water bottles and yeah. stuff uh, to people in, standing in the hot, hot sun. And, uh, so I, I, I know those guys now and, uh, I actually know, I actually know them fairly well. We were both at Alpha Omega Con. And so they've invited me to help with the water bottle thing. Uh-huh. And so I might, oh, I don't okay. know. I might say like, like, Hey, here's this. It's for geeky guys for God. There's a booth right here. Incidentally, here's my card for more than one lesson and battleship retention. <laughs> so yes, I might use it to my advantage, but whatever. Hey, uh, we're all part of the kingdom of Christ, right? You're going to so, get an email from these guys this week. Uh, we listened to the episode. <laughs> First I think we off, we have enough people. <laughs> yeah, I think we're we good. Got, you might not be the best representative <laughs> of our organization. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, that's basically, 
it for me. I mean, there are a number of other things I wrote down, uh, but those are the ones that really jump out at me and then I'm going to try and prioritize. Well, there's also the ILM 40th anniversary panel. That mm-hmm. could be cool. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Entertainment, uh, Entertainment Weekly does really awesome panels um, every year, which are like, which I never make it into because they're in, they put them in big rooms in between more uh, high demand stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they are doing one. It's called uh, Brave New Warriors. I'm trying to find here. I'm here. I am. So it's all uh, it's Zach Levi, okay. um, Sam Hewen, I think, from Outlander, Jordan Gavaris from um, or from Black, Kevin Durand. Oh, yeah. Um, not Kevin Durant. Different guy. The yeah. basketball player, Kevin Durand. Rob Kaczynski. I don't know who that is. Uh, and Michael Cudlitz, who I'm a big fan of. Um, you would recognize him. Familiar. He was on. Uh, he was on Southland. He was also, if you go way back with me, he was Anna Lucia's partner on Lost. Got it. Okay. Um, so, Anthony uh, Weekly does these, and they also do the Saturday um, Women Who Kick Ass panel, which is mm-hmm. one of the greatest panels ever. But it's hard to get into because it's, it's sandwiched in between huge things. Um, but they just have famous people up there and they have a discussion of just a loose discussion about, uh, I, I don't know what the brave new warriors one will be, will be about, but the women who kick ass one on Saturday, which we'll get to, um, is, you know, female women actresses in genre productions and, uh, just talking about their experiences. It's always a really great panel. Yeah. Um, and so this brave new warrior seems like, I guess the male version of that. Um, I'm, I'm not sure they'll talk about the struggles of being a male actor, but they'll probably talk about being in genre stuff. But that reminds me, we should talk about the elephant in the room, which is hall H. Okay. Hall H on Friday. I honestly, I haven't looked. I wouldn't be surprised if people are lined up right now <laughs> for hall H on Friday because as per usual, there's um, Walking Dead and Game of Thrones are in yeah. Hall H on Friday. They always are. It's they're an enormous draw. The, I mean, the, those are two of the biggest properties, uh, most popular properties at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Add to that, in between those two now, Fear the Walking Dead, the yeah. um, panel for the Walking Dead spinoff, and then at the end of the day on Friday, maybe the most anticipated panel in the ten years that I've been going to Comic Con. Yeah. Lucasfilm, a.k.a. Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Right. Um, yeah, I'm that's, that's going to be crazy. I'm not even going to try. Like, I can't even try. I, I'm not even going to think about what it would might be like yeah. to try to go to Hall H on Friday. So uh, I hope people who do go have fun. It sounds like it's going to be a blast. I'm sure it will. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's such a non thing for me. And, and I, again, like I don't look down on people that that uh, spend all day in line because I recognize that, like, for some, that's like this is what it's about. Like, they want to see the Star Wars panel, and that is the only thing that matters. The experience, the the general Comic Con experience, doesn't matter that much to them. They want to go and see this thing because this is the thing they love. Yeah, and so. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fine with that, but it's, it is not at all what I go to Comic-Con for. I go to Comic-Con to see the worst cartoons ever. Thank yeah. you very much. And there's another one that sounds fun. Um, in the Horton Grand, this is one of those ticketed events. Yeah. Hassle. Right. But it's the Nerdist Podcast Network Podcast Jam. Jonah Ray, Pete Holmes, friend of the show. Yeah. Emily Gordon, Camille Nanjiani, and Sandra, Sandra Doherty. Do you think Pete I Holmes remembers that he's a friend of the show? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think he, we had a great discussion. I'm sure, th- he, I'm sure it's so. a cherished memory for him. Undoubtedly. 
Um, yeah, great movies never made. You already mentioned that one. All right, you got anything else? Uh, for Friday, no. Um, okay, I mentioned Lucasfilm. Oh, what? Uh, what's the next Horton Grand one? Uh, M. Night Shyamalan is going to be at uh, Comic-Con. He actually... M. Night Shyamalan is at Comic-Con, like, every year now, but no one ever notices because he's never, like, has a big... He never has a big movie, like... Yeah. In Hall H or anything. But, like, I last like, year... Would he be a welcome presence at Comic-Con? I mean, he is there, but, like people are pretty ambivalent about his films yeah i mean last year he was there for wayward pines yeah the year before that i want to say he was there for after earth there was an after earth panel but mm. i didn't go but it wasn't in a big room because it didn't have will smith and uh lil smith um <laughs> jaden jaden or is that his or is that his girl willow no it's jaden okay i thought you meant his girl like his his girlfriend his girl on the side <laughs> yeah seems um, weird that he'd be appearing in public with his mistress <laughs> <laughs> but now uh in that chama will be there for uh a movie it's in another horton grand ticketed thing um uh a thriller horror movie he's directing called the visit i don't know anything about it but um it's always a little weird when a movie from a major studio it's a universal movie mm-hmm. um isn't in in one of the big rooms and uh, a superstar like in my show well uh, do you think it speaks okay so i don't know who makes the final decision on that is that comic-con or is it the studio i think it would i feel like it's the studio okay i mean so does that mean they don't have a whole lot of faith in it or do they just feel like i, mean, I guess it's, it's probably a mixture of the two yeah I, I i don't know there's also i know there's some like um they talked about on the uh we talk uh, the unofficial Comic Con blog, mm-hmm. their podcast. They talk about uh, Vikings, the TV show, which is a huge hit and very yeah. big presence at Comic Con. They go all out with their offsite event. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen their offsite event because where my hotel is that I stay at, I walk okay. past where their offsite is. Oh, yeah, no, they had like two years ago. They turned a parking lot into a river. Right. They like built like with real water and stuff, real water and real mini Viking longboats. And you could like get on them and take a ride around this. Like it's like a lazy river that went around a parking lot and you could get in this Viking longboat and take a ride. Uh, They go all out at Vikings. Uh, And yet, well, I have a new priority. I hope they do it again. (laughs) And yet uh, they're always in, they're never, never in ballroom 20. They're in like six A or six BCF. And I think apparently part of the reason is that history likes the, the optics of just a packed room that people are getting turned away from. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's better PR, I guess. Hmm. Um, if, if there's more people saying, Oh, I couldn't get into Vikings. It's too no. popular. That I guess goes in a, a 30 way. person room. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's six a is like a thousand people. Um, it's not bad, but yeah, but I mean, ballroom 20 is like 4,500 and they could probably, is it really, man, I'm bad at gauging this kind of thing. Cause I've been in ballroom 20. Uh-huh. If you'd said, Hey, how many people can ballroom 20 hold? I'd say, I don't know, 700. <laughs> like I'm so bad at that. No, I think hall H is like 6,500 ballroom 20 is like 4,500. And then the next one down is Indigo, which is like 2,500. And then I think six <sighs> BCF is 2000 and six A is 1000. I think. I think that's how it that goes. That is so crazy. If you would ask me about Indigo Ballroom, I'd be like, I don't know, 300. <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm, man, I'm so off with that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I just know because I know. Um, 
At 6.30, there's Going Back in Time, a discussion and Q&A with the filmmakers behind the Back to the Future documentary. I don't know if you've been hearing about this Back to the Future documentary. I have not. Well, it's a thing. Well, and you don't like Back to the Future, so are you, the, are you just going to boo the whole time, or what? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. Boo. Yeah, <laughs> just, no, that's not. Just bring Goble along with you, and yeah. le- and he'll get all the uh, all the uh, backlash. There we go. There we go. Um, Kung Fury, the best movie of all time. This is uh, notable because uh, David Hasselhoff will be there. Oh, my. And Yorma Taconi from The Lon- Lonely Island. Oh, all right. Okay. Mousy guy. Looks kind of mousy. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess you could describe him as such. I did. Um, but you know what I'll be going to? What's most that? likely. Uh, at 7.30, an inside look at Shout Factory, Shout Kids, and Scream Factory. We went to this last year. It was a blast. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, although, I mean, it was moderated by Kyle uh, Anderson, the show who Anderson. did a great not job. this year. No, not this time. Eric but, Goldman. Pff, He's all right, I guess. Whatever. That guy's a son of a bitch. Um, but yeah, the uh, what wound up happening is that I was just like, oh, I wish I had so much money. I just want to buy all this stuff oh, right yeah, now. Yeah. And so it'll just uh, make me envious. And well, you know, and you, well, I don't think you'll be able to go because I know well, you'll be at 7.30. Your opinion sucks. Rotten Tomatoes critics versus fans. It was your favorite panel at WonderCon. I'm sure anything past the first 10 minutes was great. <laughs> I immediately realized, like, this was not the thing for me. I need to go. But I, I wrote it down because I thought maybe I'd give it another chance. I'm like, what are you doing? You know you're not going to like it. Yeah, you're like a battered spouse. Exactly. Um, and my my abusive husband keeps telling me that my opinion sucks. Yeah. Uh, there's also the Welcome to Night Vale novel panel. Yeah. I'm excited about. If I'd ever um, listened to a single episode of it, I think that would be fun. And you would love the I show. I know I would. Um, Welcome to Night Vale is so specifically weird and hilarious in a, in a weird offbeat way that I'm surprised and also really heartened and happy that it's as popular that it's gaining as much no. popularity as it has um all right screen junkies honest trailers and movie fights live so i went to a screen junkies thing an honest trailers thing at WonderCon, and i have a love-hate relationship with the screen junkies um i feel like all right, so this is going to be really mean for a minute, and then That's I'll fine. try to turn it positive. Um, but you know what I would love would be awesome? If I wasn't mean? No, the the Honest Trailers thing. What if someone did a version of the Honest Trailers, but was funny? Right? And wouldn't that be great? That'd be great. Instead of just a Stone Cold Serious? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know what? Like, every once in a while, I'll... F- you know what? It has, it's been a long time since I've actually thought something in Honest Trailers was funny. But that's the thing. Like, I had to tell myself that, like, right, okay, Screen Junkies... In the same way that I have to tell myself stuff about Comic-Con panels. Screen Junkies is, a, is primarily a comedy thing. They're not mm-hmm. a movie thing. Okay. Like, the way they put themselves out, it's like, ah, Screen Junkies, ah, we love movies. We absolutely love them. And then you listen to them for two seconds, and you realize, oh, you love certain types of movies. You, love, you don't love film. You don't love movies as a, as a medium. You like whatever, you, you know, you like Avengers. You like Transformers. You like whatever the big movie is uh-huh. when it comes time to watch uh, 
fox catcher, uh-huh. my guess is you're not quite the junkie you thought you were. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think, I think you've, uh, kicked the habit, uh, around, uh, the fall, but, um, and that's mean of me and it's judgmental of me, but it has actually helped me to keep in mind what they are and actually cut them more slack, uh, and be more accepting of what they are and recognize that, you know, they're having fun and that's, that's fine. All right. Should we move on to Saturday? Sure. Which will be my last day. I, my friend, right. my friend has a, a getting married on Sunday, so I'm leaving very late on Saturday night. All right. Well, Saturday morning is the last man on earth in Indigo Ballroom. I hope yes, to go is. to that. Uh, Will Forte, Kristen Schaal, January Jones, and Chris Miller. That's going to be a That's fun That's everybody. Even if, even if you... Well, no, it's not Mel Rodriguez. It is not. That, that would, would be, be a great. Bummer. Yeah. It's not um, uh, Mary Steenburgen. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know she was in it. I still, I still <laughs> have only watched. That's th- your fault. I still have only watched three episodes. It's not Boris Kojo. I don't know if I'm. Even saying I don't know right. who that is. It's not the Australian woman whose name I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think that's everyone. Not the cow. Jackie Weaver. Is the that cow's it? not going to be there. Jackie Weaver. It's not <laughs> on Last Man. Last Man on Earth. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be. Even if you've never seen the show, that'll be a fun panel. Yeah, I'm with, sure. With that uh, thing. Yeah, Indigo Bone yeah. is like the place for anything comedic. It really does seem it's to very be, strange. Yeah. Uh, but 1030 in Hall H, I, I'm not going to probably not going to try. But uh, Warner Brothers, which means Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Uh, Pan. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, and the man from Uncle are the announced panels. But I feel like with... The big studios who really do Comic-Con, meaning mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, Fox, and Marvel when they're there, but they're not there this year. Yeah. Um, there's always surprises. Or yeah, there are I'm often sure surprises. So I imagine there'll be some Suicide Squad stuff. Yeah. And I'm hearing people, I don't know if this is just wishful thinking or actual rumors, that some further Justice League announcements. I have to assume it is they'll, ab- that they'll absolutely be there. Like the guy from, the guy who's playing... Aquaman, Aquaman, pardon me. Jason Momoa? Yeah, I'm sure he'll be there. I'm sure the, the woman playing Wonder Woman will be there. Wonder Woman. Well, she will. Gal Gadot, because she's on the um, Women Who Kick Ass panel. Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, to have that opportunity, especially, like, people know who the cast is, so it's just like, all right, let's bring them out. You know, it's, how do you not try to whip up the audience that way? Right, that's what, I mean, I remember, um, in 2010, uh, which was the year that at the that they announced at Comic Con officially that Joss Whedon was directing the Avengers, even though everyone already knew it just wasn't official. Yeah, and then in Hall H, and by the way, this was here's how much things have changed in a few years. Comic Con 2010 on Saturday, my then girlfriend, now wife, and I like had lunch in the Gaslamp District on a Saturday and then mm-hmm. decided, Hey, let's get into hall H and we went and waited in line for a little bit and then got into hall H for the Marvel panel. Oh, like wow. getting um, in for the Marvel panel. Yeah. Wow. And it was the year that someone got stabbed. We were there. Yes, that's right. Um, it was the year that Harrison Ford was there for Cow- Cowboys and aliens. Yeah. Um, and then it was the year that the Marvel panel ended with, uh, they did their whole thing and they were like, Oh, uh, one more thing. And the entire Avengers cast yeah. came out, including, uh, Mark Ruffalo, who I think was technically that I think that was technically the announcement of Mark Ruffalo. Again, it was like the Joss Whedon thing. People knew, yeah, people knew. Um, but I think that was the, like, but it was everyone. All these huge stars: Scarlett Johansson, Samuel Jackson, uh, all these people just came out 
and didn't even say, they just came out and waved. Yeah. I think Samuel Jackson and Robert Downey Jr. said a few words. Yeah. And like, well, it's a pretty, I mean, admittedly, it's a very dramatic, uh, photo just to see right. them all just standing there, just seeing the Avengers, you know, assembled for the first time. Yeah. You used to be able to just walk right in, not walk. I mean, we still had to wait a while, but yeah. we got in. We got to be the ones yeah. who got stabbed. There's just and something. That's really what's important. <laughs> There's just that, something like, uh, you know, what would be a lark. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to the, to the hall H like, these days. Yeah. You got to plan weeks in advance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you read about the new wristband policy? I started to, then I got bored, realized it didn't apply to me and stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read it again. Cause I don't entirely understand. I feel like there's a part of me that's like, wait, I might be able to do that. Cause it, it depends on, I guess if you get your wristband early enough now, mm-hmm. you don't have to stay. Like, you can just go home. You can go back to your hotel, and you just have to be back by 7.30 in the morning, which I know is too early for you. But, yes. Um, well, I mean, maybe not. If I stay up, yeah. then, uh, which that's, is possible. But that's what it used to be like. Like, 7.30 in the morning used to be like a guarantee Hall H entry. Yeah. It's ridiculous now. The final Lost panel, which would have been 2009, I got in line for all age at like eight or eight thirty in the morning Yeah, and, and got in. Now you have to be like people line up. People start lining up the afternoon before. Like they skip the afternoon panels completely because they get in line for whatever what they want to see the next day. It's not even an official line at that point. Yeah. It's not a Comic-Con sanctioned line. Yeah. People just start deciding. Because I think last year on Friday there were like three different lines and there was a lot of tweeting back and forth about like. Which line is the real line? Which line is the Saturday all H line? Oh, man. It's really gotten crazy. I don't know. I, people, a lot of people blame Twilight for establishing that culture. Interesting. Because um, those were the first people who would really, really camp out. But what, what Comic-Con wisely did with Twilight was they put the Twilight panel first thing Thursday morning. So it was oh, yeah. literally the first hall age panel was it's people, like get them and get them out yeah people started camping out the weekend before comic-con but then by you know noon on thursday yeah it was it was over now marvel's the last thing in in hall age on saturday right um or not now uh this year it's fox we'll get to that uh i forgot i was gonna say something about something about hall age it sucks no, Hall H is a blast when you can get in and when they do it right. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are sometimes there are panels where it's like, oh, you just think because we're all here, this is fun. That's not cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like the I like the studios who make it a good time or the like to go back to Lost, like um, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, like clearly loved comic-con and mm-hmm. would essentially write a one-hour stage show <laughs> and film bits and yeah. like have all like it was a huge thing they did that was timed out and orchestrated and like probably rehearsed yeah um and they would put on a show for their panels it was so much fun i remember There's the one where um uh they said they had the answers to the island in a, in a box mm-hmm. and um josh holloway came out with a fake gun and pointed it at uh, Damon Lindelof's head and he told Carlton Cuse open that box or I'm going to shoot your friend J.J. Abrams here <laughs> uh, and they also did for the final panel they did like an uh, like a Oscar style like in memoriam I was going to say when you described that to me it sounded kind of great it was and it was so beautifully done because it started out with like the guy who gets sucked into the engine and it yeah. started out kind of funny you know um, 
uh, or, or lighthearted, you know, and you're, but as it goes on, you're seeing more and more of the people who died over the first five seasons of, of lost. And it's getting more and more emotional. And it like started to dawn on me by the end, like they haven't even touched on Charlie yet. And yeah. then like the thing seems to end and then came back with a whole like section devoted just to Charlie. Yeah. Who hadn't been on the show at that point in two, two seasons. Cause he died at the end of season three and the lights come up and Dominic Monaghan walks out and he has not Penny's boat written on his hand and waves to the crowd. Yeah. It's one of my favorite, uh, comic-con moment moments ever. Uh, and did he have not Penny's boat or did he have, I'm not dead. Oh, maybe he had, I'm not dead. That's I right. I think that's what it was. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think I assumed cause that was way in the back. I don't think I realized until like after the weekend when I looked it up. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause I think I saw the dead. photo of it. Um, yeah, it totally was. Yeah. Yeah. He was lying. <laughs> yeah maybe he just didn't maybe understand the just show him dominic monahan was saying <laughs> yeah hey guys Charlie's i'm still around i'm still here <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got headshots if you need them <laughs> all right just, as people file out of hall h he's just passing out his business card. um okay so there's the um back to the panels there's the production designers panel i, I talked about um which uh again that was cool last year i enjoyed that uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies will be in Hall H. Yeah, all right. To avoid. Yeah. Right after that, though, in Hall H, Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. That would be a lot of fun to go and see. Um, but I, again, it, I'm, I'm just going to have to live without. Yeah. I'm trying to see uh, if it says specifically who will be there. I mean, I think, yeah, it just says Quentin Tarantino will be there with, followed by a Q&A session with the cast, but I don't know who. I could see all eight of them showing up. That would be cool. That'd be cool. That would be awesome. Um, Although <laughs> I could see Bruce Stern not really getting into the spirit of things, being like, "Yeah, comic what?" Now, did um, did you already talk about the Warner Archive panel on Saturday? Uh, no, not yet. I'm excited about that one. Yeah, High Def Horror. Sorry, yeah, High Def Horror. Hammer Horror meets Harryhausen. Yeah, I feel like that, I feel like I know that has, Matt, did that has that. Matt Patterson all over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure he's still patting himself on the back every time he sees the name of the panel. But uh, with Joe Dante. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the big draw there. Um, there's the Return of Invader Zim, which you talked about. That's on my list as well of things to do. Legendary Pictures in Hall H. Let's see if they bother to actually put what they're bringing. What do you think? What are the chances? I'm going to say no. Well, I have to find the... Da- Everyone's got... Let's see. Oh yeah, uh, Warcraft. Who cares? Yeah, in Crimson Peak, which would be awesome to be. Yeah, yeah, for. sure. Um, and this doesn't have. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro is a big supporter of Comic Con as well. He loved yeah, it. Yeah, I and saw him last year. This doesn't have cast, but Jessica Chastain has all but confirmed she'll be there. Nice. Um, I don't know if Tom Hiddleston will. Uh, he's been at Comic Con before. Yeah, I could see him. He was there there in 2013. Is when he came out uh, at Hall H as Loki. Yeah. That was really corny. <laughs> like, I feel like it's a lot of people like remember that very fondly and it's in the moment. I was like, Oh, that's cool. But in retrospect, it's kind of, it's pretty hokey. It's like, yeah, we can imagine you as Loki. It's fine. You, <laughs> we recognize you're a real person. Um, one panel I've never been to, but it sounds like fun is anything goes with John Barrowman. Okay. John Barrowman played captain Jack Harkness on Torchwood and is okay. apparently quite a card. Oh my. And so he has a panel every year that's just him and people just ask him questions and it's like, he's not promoting anything. It's just like, let's go see John Barrowman talk for an hour. Cause he's a, a character. 
you have nothing to add. I have to nothing that. to say. I don't know. I've never seen Torchwood. I would. I would like to. Uh, you know, riff on how, what a card he is, but I got nothing for you. I'm sorry. Um, Outlander in Ballroom Twenty. That'll be fun. Um, if I can get good for, in, good for them. Why is that good for them? Just the like Outlander. Like it just. I feel like the show has really. It started small and it has really gained a following. Um, yeah. To the point, and, and it seems like such a strange show to be at Comic Con. But it's honestly not because there's a fantasy element to it. There's yeah, you know, yeah. It's very, I think very that, uh, ribald or ribald or how yeah, do you say it? I think there's a big contingent of people yeah. who like those kind of um, like you know supernatural or fantasy like romance type stuff. Uh, I think has a big contingent there, and the star uh, Katrona Balf. I'm not okay. sure how you say her name. Uh, will be there, um, which is uh, enough of a draw for me not to get too. Watch out! Yeah, she's there. It's definitely one of my one of my TV crushes. Um, so that's Outlander. Celebrate seventy five years of Will Eisner's The Spirit. That could be cool. It could be. Yeah. You don't think it will be? Well, it's, I'm sure it's fine. It's just I and I've read uh, you know some of the comic books and stuff, and I, I have uh, respect for it. But it's just I, I mean I feel so terrible. Com- specifically comic book stuff, I feel like it's going to leave me behind. Like, for example, um, on Friday, there's something called, at 1130, there's The Shadow and Doc Savage. Now, I know enough about Doc Savage that I feel like I might be able to follow. And of The Shadow, I know about Orson Welles' contribution and the movie, and that might be enough. But it sounds like they're talking about, like, the origins of the characters, and that's interesting, but I feel like I just won't be that engaged. Just not because of anything they're doing wrong, but just because of my uh, my general ignorance of it. All right. Now, are you interested in going to the Hannibal panel? I'm interested. I'm assuming I won't get in, so okay. it's not. I didn't bold it on my uh, on my list here. Okay, it could be fun. You know what's surprising is that unless I missed it, and I don't know if you were even looking, I don't see a panel for American Gods, which I thought there was gonna be. Which Brian Fuller is doing a show based on Neil Gaiman's novel American Gods. Huh. Um, it's very anticipated, and it, I thought there was gonna be. This is the first I've heard of it. For, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Apparently, you're not as in the know on Brian Fuller's. Well, I know that. I know that's very important to you. You like to know about this stuff before anybody else. Yeah, that's very important. So, um, but Hannibal should be should be interesting to be at what is potentially the last Hannibal panel. Yeah, I guess so. You know, it's weird. I ju- I genuinely to go back to our conversation. I actually assume it's going to be picked up by someone else. Right. Like I'm was this our conversation. Was this this podcast? Yes. Oh, okay. It was our top of the show discussion oh, very crazy. briefly. Um, yeah, it's uh, I just assume someone will will get it. Um, and if it do, if no one grabs it, I, I think I'll actually be surprised. I'll, I'll just think, what, wait, what? <laughs> don't you realize what this show is yeah, what and what it could of? be? Um, let's see. 545 in Hall H, 20th Century Fox. Yeah. It's not a, there's no description here, but it's essentially the X-Men Apocalypse trailer, right? Or panel. Yeah. Right? right? You know who's playing Apocalypse, right? I don't even know who Apocalypse is. (sighs) David. Wait, I know who Apocalypse is. What am I talking about? Yeah, Yeah, I know who Apocalypse is. Yeah, you know who's playing him? No. Oscar Isaac. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, 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 like having like Josh Brolin play Thanos and Oscar Isaac play Apocalypse, like having these very big, grandiose villains played by guys who aren't grandiose, I think is great because yeah. they have they have an edge to them that I think if you were to cast like, you know, Michael Gambon or, or somebody like a very 
uh, like a frankly somebody British and someone who has a great deal of majesty, I feel like they wouldn't have the edge to them that these guys bring to them. So I'm actually very excited about that casting. Okay. Um, the bold voice of contemporary horror film, Fantastic Fest, Beyond Fest, and Spectre Fest. Did you bold that one? I did not. I didn't write it down. Oh, well. Uh, Elijah, I, haven't, I haven't been to any of those. Elijah Wood's going to be on there. Oh, all right. He seems like a nice guy. He really does. Seems like, seems like he gets geek culture. I think, yes, I think he does. He and, uh, he and what's his name? Um, damn it. What is his name? Ian from, McKellen? From Star Trek. And uh, stand, and stand by me, Patrick Stewart. Will, Will Wheaton. Wheaton. That's it. I feel like he and Elijah Wood should like host a show together. I feel like they are maybe they're too similar. Maybe that's the issue. <laughs> and Chris Hardwick, get the three of them together and just and just watch them just laugh and be fun. Um, now I'm realizing that because you're leaving late Saturday night, you're probably not going to be going to the Warner Brothers Television uh, Spectacular like you did last year. I did not. I wish I. Yeah. It's very frustrating. What time are you leaving? Because um, this goes till 11. I was probably going to leave maybe around 10. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. It's uh, maybe. You had a lot of fun there last year, right? I did. Although I'm thinking that. Uh, I like everything they do. Like, I don't know. What? Like sorry, well, the arrow? Well, I mean, it's. Flash. Sorry. I say everything is though. Sorry, I overspoke. I went last year and I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of positive energy in the room. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know, maybe I'll go for, and it's broken up, you know, so maybe I'll go for part of it. Yeah. Um, now last year you were able to just walk right in to this. Basically. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if that'll be the case this year though, uh, for two reasons. Okay. One, it's an established thing. Now people know about it. Okay. Two, Last year, everything that was at that Warner Brothers thing also had a panel during the main convention. Okay. This doesn't. This is this is just TV? this is their panel. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like there's a there was a there were like there was oh, an arrow like arrow was at this thing, yeah. but there was also an arrow panel. Okay, so there's this none is of that. this is everything. Yeah, there's no Legend of Tomorrow panel anywhere else. Okay. This is what it is. Yeah, I so don't I feel like I it's going to be tough. I don't think I can walk right in. Um it it's again still late Saturday night people might, you know, the crowds thin out later, mm-hmm. so um, it still might be possible, but uh, it might be a little bit tougher. Um, now, you, I guess you didn't put anything on Sunday. Well, I also haven't gone through Saturday yet. I thought we hit everything. We hit everything that you said, but <laughs> at 11 a.m., there's... I thought we hit everything you said, is what I'm saying. I'm just saying, no, that's not what happened, because you <laughs> okay. didn't say, what about you? Eleven And we hit most things, but not everything. At 11 a.m., there's a panel about uh, the legacy of Andre the Giant that I'm curious about. Because um, his life is uh, actually a very interesting one. And then uh, the only other one that I... Actually, no, there I should have bolded this other one. At 6 p.m., there is a panel... Uh, I almost said panable. There's a panel that I there's go only to... only one panable. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's one that I try to go to every year, um, and it is spiritual themes in comics, which I always find right. interesting because it's not only christian themes oh, like okay. other, like people bring in uh like kind of new age type of stuff i don't know it's it it's very interesting because uh and even though i don't know comics that well um because they're talking about themes uh, i'm more okay with it so i like that one and then uh later on in the evening at eight thirty, uh there's a panel about uh, uh music in horror films 
And that strikes me as interesting. I guess, I don't know, something I, I guess I just find the use of music in film to be very interesting, especially in genre, uh, like superhero or horror and the choices that are made, especially with horror, because you need to help create a mood without overselling it. So I don't know. So that one looks interesting to me. So yeah, that's basically, you know, aside from the stuff that, that we mentioned already, there's a handful of others that looked interesting to me. Um, and then I'm leaving late at night. Sunday, I don't usually go to panels, but I'll probably make an exception because Children's Hospital is on Sunday this year. Um, I'm also kind of, there's the FX TV block in Hall H, but I can't make it because of when my train leaves. But that's, uh, Dennis Leary will be there for Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. All right. <laughs> Seems a perfect Comic-Con fit, right? Dennis Leary and Comic-Con. The guy who does the truck commercials, or did the truck commercials. I cannot Comic-Con. think of a man who would have more contempt <laughs> for every <laughs> single person in that audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, he was also in Operation Dumbo Drop, so we all have our thing, <laughs> you know, that we can use against somebody. Um, we're going to end on a brief story about my little brothers as kids and the movie Operation Dumbo Drop. Okay. My mom and my two little brothers, they were little at this point, were yeah. at the uh, grocery store video section. and I miss those. Well, one of my brothers said, oh, Operation Dumbo Drop. My brother Kevin said to my brother Christopher, you love that movie, right? And Christopher was like, I never saw it. And Kevin's like, yeah, you did. You saw it at Travis's house. You said, I know you saw Operation Dumbo Drop. And Chris is like, no, I never saw it. And Kevin goes, oh, you're right. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great place to end the podcast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us at BattleshipRetention.com. You can email us at DavidBattleshipRetention.com. Or Tyler com. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. You can follow Tyler on Twitter at uh, Tyler Pretension. Tyler, you have a podcast about, uh, it's called More Than One Lesson. That's right. What's going on over there? There's Look, there's a lot of stuff okay. you can listen to, all right? Yeah. I did two minisodes last week. One was my 30 minutes... 30-minute rant about my love of the themes explored in Jurassic World. Uh-huh. So if you want to go and just listen to me be crazy, uh, do that. Uh Last week, uh, my wife was on to, as we talked about our, uh, 10 year anniversary and we talked for about an hour and 15 minutes and it was a whole lot of fun. Did you, or did you not talk about Doug Lyman's Mr. And Mrs. Smith? We did not, <sighs> but we could have, Yeah, you could cause have. we saw it on our honeymoon cause it had just come out and it seemed appropriate. Um, <laughs> And it's an awesome movie. Have you ever seen it? Oh uh, yeah. I like that movie. I really enjoy it. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, you can find both of those. And then, um, the most recent episode uh, we talk about uh, John Lee Hancock's uh, Saving Mr. Banks with the companion film of The Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, my other podcast is about television. It's called Hey, Watch This. This week we'll be talking about the series finale of Nurse Jackie. And we'll be talking about the new USA show, Mr. Robot. How, so, how long has Nurse Jackie been on? I don't know. It's over now. Okay. You're too late. I, I, never, I, I haven't they're watched. They're going to burn all the, every copy they have. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, you had your chance. That's how they, that's how they do things with Nurse Jackie. Um, yeah, I literally, um, I haven't watched it yet. It will be the first episode of Nurse Jackie I've ever seen. Interesting. So, Paul likes to make me watch series finales of shows I've never seen. Yeah, I went on, I, I stood in for you once uh, for, hey, watch this, and uh we talked about the finale of uh, How I Met Your Mother, which I had never seen a single episode of. <laughs> um, yeah. What did you think of the finale? Mm. <laughs>
All right. Well, that's it. Um, thanks for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 